I think there's a way to market the magician's nephew and say, you know, that story you know, that very popular story, you're getting an origin story. Oh, it's the White Witch. It's the same villain for all four stories. <laughs> ah, stop it! <laughs> Welcome to Talking Beasts from NarniaWeb.com, where we explore the world of C.S. Lewis and keep a watchful eye on the latest Narnia movie news. This is Talking Beasts. Welcome to another season of Talking Beasts. I'm Glumpuddle. And I'm Jim Van. And I'm Rillian. Remember the simple days, guys, when, hey, we're doing some new Narnia adaptations and it was a no-brainer which one to start with. When they announced in about, you know, 2001, they were going to make, they were finally going to bring Narnia to the big screen. Very, very few people questioned the decision to start with The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Most fans. Certainly no one on the baby internet. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> no one on their dial-up modem was logging in to say, hey, you should start with the magician's nephew. <laughs> now, okay, I shouldn't say no one. Very few people. Uh, the vast majority of fans, I'd say, uh, lean towards publication order. It means starting with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, even though, unfortunately, Magician's Nephew has a big number one on the spine right now. That's not everybody, but that's most people. <laughs> and obviously, it's by far the most well-known book in the series, far and away. So it was just a no-brainer. But that was, believe it or not, just over... Well, the movie came out 17 years ago, so we're talking about something like over 20 years ago when that decision would have been made. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> so here we are, uh, Netflix has the rights and uh we did an episode last season talking about a reaction to this rumor that Greta Gerwig was being eyed by Netflix to direct two Chronicles of Narnia movies. In the last episode we focused on the Greta Gerwig part of that. And this one I wanted to switch gears and talk more about the other part of that unconfirmed rumor that she's that she's being eyed to direct two Narnia movies. Which two are those? Which two will they be? Which two should they be? It is reignited discussion in the Narnia web community, especially in the forum. There's a really good thread in the Narnia web forum. I will link in the description. It's just great, good, nerdy, Narnia webby chatter in there. <laughs> Love it. Of olden days. Yes. Where should Netflix start their Narnia adaptations? And if it's going to be, if they're going to start with two, which two should they be? This issue gets pretty complex, actually. Hence the really great thread in the forum that I'll link. Um, I also did a a poll in the Talking Beast Facebook group asking our listeners which one would they prefer Netflix start with. And Magician's Nephew won pretty convincingly with 62% of the vote, followed by The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with 19%. Interesting. W one of the things I really wanted to gauge, especially with that Facebook poll from our listeners and with you guys, is how much Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe fatigue is there? Because obviously you guys know I'm... Very pro-publication order. It is the way. Yes. <laughs> Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe. Of course, I think it's the ideal way to be introduced to Narnia, certainly the books. But here we are. It's been almost 20 years since that movie came out. At this point, it's like, well, I would feel a little bit disappointed if they were going to start with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, just because there'd be that feeling in me of, Oh, but we've seen The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe done as a movie, and it was pretty good. We've also seen it done many times in other adaptations. There's been an animated version. There's been a low-budget BBC mm -hmm. miniseries. There's been countless Cartoon. stage productions. Yes. <laughs> so even though I agree that's the way to start, that, that's the optimal way to start, but there's another part of me that's like, oh, but there's this other half of the series we haven't seen on screen yet. So 
for, for you guys in particular, I don't know, how much for you would there be if they announced they were going to start with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? How much kind of disappointment would there be that, oh, they're doing, they're adapting a book we've already seen for the big screen? How much would that be a factor for you? I don't think I would really be disappointed because realistically, I don't see any other way to do it. And like you said, it's been almost 20 years. The listeners disagree. I know that I, that really surprised me because realistically, I don't think there's another way. If you're going to restart the franchise, you have to start with Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I don't think there's another way to do it from a business perspective. From like an emotional, what do I actually want to see? I actually personally kind of would want to see the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe done in the style that this new series would be in because I feel like it would set the tone for everything else. And to be honest, the Walden Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is not... It's not my ideal adaptation of the book, so I would be happy to see someone else do another crack at it. Sure. So I wouldn't be disappointed. Sure, and obviously it's like this. I like the line the which the Walden line the which the Wardrobe movie, you know, quite a bit. For, um, but there's lots of room for improvement. So sure, I'm open to the next one could be better. But I think I might be a little more excited if they just as a fan if they were adapting one of the books yeah. I haven't seen on screen yet. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'd love to see one of the other books done on screen. I just. But you're patient. Yeah, I am patient. Well, I'm patient, but I, and I also am realistic in that I think that there is like a sub 1% chance of anyone ever starting with anything else. I just wow, don't think okay. it's going to happen. Okay. What do you think, Rillian? Sorry, just to back up. Are you saying that you don't think the adaptations are going to happen or you don't think a different uh, a different story would be done? It, it would be Lion with Wardrobe. I think they... If they do, if someone is going to start doing Narnia adaptations again, they are going to start with the line, the witch in the wardrobe. Okay. I'm, I'm convinced. I don't think it makes sense to start any other place because just of, from a business like name recognition standpoint, mm-hmm. I think you okay. have to. And it's a logical start to the story. Like there's a reason publication order is the, the way you're, it's supposed to be. Yeah, really. And like, what would you? Like, how much line the witch in the wardrobe fatigue is there for uh, for you? How, how much of a disappointment would you feel if they were to do the line the witch in the wardrobe yet again? Okay, so leaving aside the predictions for now. Yeah, <laughs> just what would you yeah, prefer? Yeah. Um. You know, I think I've been thinking about this a lot today. Uh, in the lead up to the podcast that I was uh, fifteen minutes late to. Um. <laughs> so I had extra time to think of it. Hence, my mm-hmm. thoughts are. Oh, we'll so these thoughts are going to be 15 minutes better. Okay, oh, these, okay, these are going to be great thoughts then. <laughs> there is maybe a tiny bit of line with the wardrobe fatigue, but uh, honestly, what it would be is if I heard the line with the wardrobe is being done first, I'd be say, okay, that is 100%. That is the correct way to do it. And if anyone said, hey, really, and selfishly, what, would you, what should they do first? I'd say, do the line with the wardrobe first. If they said... Uh, we're gonna do a different one first. And actually, I thought it was very interesting on that poll that Horse and His Boy was number three. I thought it was mm, very yeah. interesting to see. Yeah, that is interesting. A, a, as a mm-hmm. pretty, it was way ahead of a lot of the others. Mm-hmm. If they said, "Well, they're gonna do the Magician's Nephew first, then my line towards the wardrobe fatigue part would say, "Well, that's the silver lining. Like, hey, at least you'll get to see one one more." Because in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking. Hey, this thing may not be successful. It may bomb. They may stop after Don Treader again. <laughs> we may get stuck at two or three films in again. And then, well, at least this way I got to see a magician's nephew 
film adaptation. So that would be, I think, a silver lining for me. But if we're going to see all seven films, all seven books made into seven films or miniseries or whatever it is, then I would say 100% they need to do, well, they, I would want them to do Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe first. Okay. I think, yeah, for me, what would get me the most excited, just as a fan, never mind the kind of the long-term view of things, never mind what, what would be the smartest business decision for Netflix. The one that would get me the most excited is if they announced they were going to start with The Silver Chair. Honestly, mm. I get I get to see Puddleglum. It would be a continuation of the Walden story effectively, even though, of course, it would look different. And they may not it may not technically be in the same mm-hmm. canon, you know, or the same continuity. But you yeah. could kind of pretend that it was because there's not that many very few returning characters, you know, very basically no common locations and such. So it'd be easy to kind of watch that and kind of pretend like it was the Silver Cherry movie we were waiting for. What? 15 years ago or whatever i know um, i i feel like if someone told me okay we have filmed all seven films so you're definitely gonna get to see all of them but which one do you want to see first okay uh, then let's do public sure publication order i'd I guess. be like um i'll show me silver chair first because i actually really genuinely want to see yeah. another version of that that i think that's a good point i hadn't thought much about that if you could that feeling of disappointment of hearing there's going to be yet another wardrobe adaptation. Part of that is, but oh, are, are we ever going to see the silver chair? That, are we ever going to see the horse and his boy? Are we ever going to see the, uh, yeah. are they ever going to get to the horse and his boy? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, you know? I d- yeah. I do want to challenge you, Jim Fan, um, on the, you're saying that Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe makes the most business sense. And I, yeah. to start with it. And I, I do understand why you're saying that. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here. What about general audiences? Mm-hmm. For them, just not nerds. Just normal people. Line the Witch, the Wardrobe movie is 17 years old now. When that movie came out, the BBC version was 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's spot time. I'm that was saying. the old version, was 17 <laughs> years old. Um, but if we're talking about business here, if we assume that most people remember that movie fondly in 2005, would they have a feeling of, oh, really, another one? W- mightn't they be more excited by a prequel to that story that they know so well. It would be it would be something fresh. It'd be something new. But the, you know the trailer would have the White Witch all over it. There'd be no <laughs> mystery about who this is. There'd be no surprise at all about her being the White Witch and the lamppost and the wardrobe. And yeah. maybe that could be the better business decision. No. Maybe, is there a little fatigue on the part of general audiences? I think you overestimate how much the average Joe remembers slash fondly remembers the Walden line, the witch in the road robe. I Perhaps. think people, if you mention it, they'd be like, Oh yeah, I remember that movie that came out when I was a kid mm-hmm. or teenager. But I think aside from fans, I don't, I genuinely don't think it had the same kind of impression that say some of these other global phenomenons like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings had on people. Sure. I think it's way different. So I don't think people would feel fatigued. They'd just be like, oh, that's, I can bring my kids to see this or we can watch it on Netflix at Christmas time and they would enjoy it. Okay. But it, it, obviously it's not on the level of Star Wars or Harry Potter, the number of people that are going to remember it. But I Sadly. wonder if there's, <laughs> but I want, yeah. But I wonder if there's just enough 
to where the magician's nephew might be a good compromise where it's going to be something for the people that might be fatigued, they're getting something new and fresh. And for the people that are just drawn to the most popular story, I think there's a way to market the magician's nephew and just have the white witch and the wardrobe and the lamppost plastered all over it and say, you're going to get, you know, that story, you know, that very popular story, you're getting an origin story. So I, I, I'm question, I'm less than a hundred percent convinced that the, the easy wardrobe is the most popular. We got to start with that one in terms of business. I'm less than a hundred percent convinced that that's definitely the way to do it. Now I, I could just be in my Narnia web bubble, you know, because I haven't forgotten about that movie. Yes. It, it, it could be. Clearly we haven't. We haven't. We've, we've done several watch parties on and we People haven't. People are like, watched. I'm like, oh yeah, I podcast. They're like, oh, what do you podcast about? Narnia. Oh, <laughs> how much do you have still to talk about? You'd be surprised. We, we haven't even finished the book commentaries <laughs> yet. We haven't even we, finished we, the book commentary. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, C.S. Lewis, for giving us these <laughs> books we can just keep on rambling about and maybe actually get through talking about eventually. Yeah. So that's a major question, Mark, I'd love to hear about in the comments. H- how much of a sense do you have of how much is the line, the Witch Noirja movie remembered? And um, by just normal people, which is general audiences, because <laughs> but e- even if it is, if it is, so how much of a factor is that for you? Suppose it is very remembered. Suppose people will see it and go, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that when I was little and I loved it. And they remember it very clearly and very fondly. That could work against them. It could be I saw that movie when it came out and I liked it. That could backfire. If that were the case, then I think you could get away with starting with Magician's Nephew because there would be more of a framework in people's mind to do to tie in with the name recognition. Right now, I feel like I'm like envisioning this like trailer and it's the Magician's Nephew, but they're trying to reference enough of the line, the witch and the wardrobe so that people draw like are able to make that connection. And I just don't think with how it is currently, there's enough there. But if people really remembered, then it would be a lot easier because you could just outright say it and people would be like, oh, yeah, I gotcha. I think I think the line that which the wardrobe book, never mind the movie, is big enough in pop culture enough to where a trailer for The Magician's Nephew would have some impact on, oh, Narnia, line the witch the wardrobe, this is the prequel to that. Yeah, um, it's possible. I think it'd have some. I'm not sure, quite sure about the movie, how many people remember it. I mean, you have people that, little <laughs> kids that were eight years old, that were the, that were Georgie Henley's age, and went to remember going to see Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. They've got kids of their own now, and they can take their kids to go see it. We old. Yes. But, uh, yeah, I think selfishly for me, yeah, the silver chair would get me more excited than Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, I think. Or, or you know what else would get me more excited, honestly, is Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Uh, maybe as a series. And here's how I feel about the Don Treader movie, in case people listening don't know. If they were to do a wardrobe or Caspian, there'd be a feeling if they were to read Netflix were to redo those were to redo those two books, those two movies. I would have a feeling of oh, I just saw those. But if they announced Don Treader, I'd be like oh, maybe we're gonna finally get a Voyage to the Don Treader movie. <laughs> it would kind of like be my my reaction actually. I know. See, I've been going back and forth. At one point. I was thinking, well, no, they're just, they want to do something, they'll want to do something different. They'll want to set their brand apart. They're going to start with Magician's Nephew. And then they, I thought, no, actually, the line that went to the wardrobe is whether you're a fan of C.S. Lewis or appreciate his works. I mean, if you're like a fan, you know, you can rattle off all seven books. But I was 
talking to someone the other day who, who enjoys C.S. Lewis, owns all the books, but couldn't just rattle off like which book was in what order and everything, right? Um, but Line in Which the Wardrobe was the most well-known. And in a lot of, uh, for the, the masses, the Line in Which the Wardrobe is still the most popular story. So I thought, well, no, they're going to start with Line in Which the Wardrobe. But then as I was reading through the thread, uh, Impending Doom said something. He said, he was talking about if they did Another one, if they started with Magician's Nephew, you said, I think the groan would be more from just Narnia Webbers, though. Walden's Lion, the Witch, the Wardrobe remains quite popular, even after 17 years of its release. I think fans of the books can sometimes forget just how generally beloved it really was. Netflix would be foolish to pit their own version immediately against it. And I started thinking about that. And I, I do think that they would be more likely to go with Magician's Nephew, not quite for the same reason that impending doom was saying because well they wouldn't want to pit their vision version against it because ultimately they would be doing that i think that the reason is as you look kind of around the culture right now with fantasy sci-fi once kind of the era of cg took hold right like in the late 90s early 2000s people are i think a little more forgiving of just re-watching something people will re-watch the original spider-man mm-hmm or Spider-Man 2, uh, they're a little less likely to rewatch maybe a sci-fi movie from the 1980s that, you know, if it, if it, unless it was really, really, really good, right? Mm-hmm. And people are more likely to think about those types of stories where they're more kind of, I'll just say watchable, right? They, they hold up more, right? Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. almost 20 years later uh, for a modern viewing. Uh, they're more, more forgiving of that, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of keeping it kind of in their psyche. And so I think they're going to go with Magician's Nephew for a couple reasons. One, uh, we've become a little more accustomed to seeing prequels and sequels that tie into movies that came in a long time ago. Even like like Top Gun's a perfect example, right? Okay, maybe you weren't born when the original Top Gun came out, but you learned maybe about you never this, even saw, saw it. it and, <laughs> yeah, maybe you never saw it, and you're like, okay, well, I'll 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 watch the I'll watch it, and then I'll watch the new one, right? And no one thinks, oh my goodness, it came out. That was so long. You can't tie in or whatever. Right. And here's the other thing. A lot of studios seem to be going a direction of a soft reboot. What do I mean by soft reboot? I mean, they're restarting the story. They're doing it in actually in such a way they are expecting you to remember the earlier films. Or you, but you don't, you're not dependent on them, but you, it's not going to necessarily directly clash with them. You know, Marvel took this route with the character Hulk, mm-hmm. actually a couple times. So <laughs> there's the movie Hulk that came out in the early 2000s, right? It's like the origin story for how Bruce Banner becomes Hulk. Then uh, in the Paramount Marvel days before Disney Marvel, you had the Incredible Hulk. Just, just like five years later. Yeah, you had the Incredible Hulk, right? If you watch that movie, the storyline actually does kind of line up. However... It is a reboot. It doesn't really conflict with it, but you don't have to watch the first one. Uh, but it's it's kind of working in with an audience that hey, you may remember this earlier film. Well, here's a uh, a new one. It even has a different title, right? Yep. So they're trying to please everybody. I could definitely see them going with Magician's Nephew to say one, it's new. Two, to try to draw people in, and and hey, they can market it as the prequel to the beloved story the line the what's in the wardrobe are they talking about the film are they talking about the book they don't care as they don't long have, as they don't you have watch to commit it. necessarily they don't have to commit and and here's the thing people are like you could even have films now in the same universe quote unquote right that have different actors so as long as people kind of know the story 
I, I think that there's a good chance that the two films are Magician's Nephew and Lion in the What's in the Wardrobe. Could I be wrong? I, of course. I think that it would make a very good pairing for like the same director to do probably the Lion in the Woods, the Wardrobe and Prince Caspian. And with the cast, there'd, there'd be some practical reasons to get Wardrobe and Caspian together. However, I think that a lot of studios are kind of wanting to go in these, again, I, I call it like a soft reboot where... I, I just see it as a, I'm talking about just a trend in the industry. I see it a, across a bunch of different films, even with like the Star Trek reboot. It was kind it was a reboot, but yeah, it actually kind example. of was in the same universe. So, yeah. So what you're getting at with, with with making everyone happy, basically what you're getting at is like if you go into I think by soft reboot, it's something if you go into it and you know nothing about what came before, they're trying to make it work for you as a first exposure. But if you're carrying in some baggage of a previous version or another movie. I saw the first three Walden films. Yeah. If you're coming in with that baggage, it can work for you, too. They're trying to make something that can do both. And Magician's Nephew might be in that nice middle area where if you know nothing about Narnia, you don't. You don't have to know that. Yeah, oh, this it's this, true. This, this lamp. This lamp post has some significance later. Oh, it's you the know? White Witch. It's the same villain for all four stories. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, stop it. Uh, you don't have to. I know guess she's th- the villain in all seven. <laughs> huh? I saw the old BBC silver chair. I think that's right. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, making trying to making both those people happy is kind of the the newcomers and the people that come in with some baggage. And Magician's Nephew could kind of split that difference. And it's also something fresh. It's a new book we haven't seen yet. I think that if maybe if Netflix has a super long-term view of Narnia, like cinematic universe, then maybe they start with Magician's Nephew if they have a very long-term view of it. But if it's kind of like, you know what? Let's get one success. And if it's a success, then we can build on it, which is c- c- kind of the conventional wisdom, right? Then maybe the line that which the Wardrobe is the safer quick quick cash kind of way to go so um i think maybe because of the kind of cinematic universe perspective that we're sensing they're bringing to it maybe that'll make him lean more towards magician's nephew yeah we'll see i still think it's unlikely but you make a good argument yeah i will say silver chair could technically be a decent soft reboot as well um i i don't think they'll do that and from a business perspective they shouldn't but in terms of story. Yeah, but I, but my point being, like, people just, they have different memories now. You know, like, even, like, the Spider-Man film was a perfect example. It came out over 20 years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And they're still loved and rewatched, and people still talk about them and compare them to the recent ones. So I, I think that people uh, are pretty willing to kind of hold the line of the Winston wardrobe in their memory. Also, you know, I, I think that, honestly, I, I think it would be kind of a coin toss. That, let's say Walden maybe or someone still had the rights to the Narnia films and the capital and momentum to make them. I, I don't know that they wouldn't just continue on and do the magician's effort or silver chair as their next film, you know, and just say, Hey, we're just going to continue them. And they're going to be this long spanning films that came out over decades. Might be some fans thinking, well, does it really matter? At the end of the day, they'll make the movies in whatever order, but then I can rearrange them in publication order and watch them in like that. But there really could be consequences, the order they make them in. Like if they made, um, the magician's nephew as a first story, not as a prequel. Like, you know, maybe they wouldn't be able to give some of those prequel moments like, oh, it's mm-hmm. the wardrobe. Maybe they wouldn't be able to give that the power they need because it's the first you, you ha- it, it, it's the first story. And another example, another possible consequence, the line, the witch in the wardrobe, they might if impending doom is correct. And the 2005 line, the witch in the wardrobe movie is still very much remembered and beloved. 
then they would have to make a conscious effort, I think, to stand apart from it and have something that feels different because they don't just want to rehash exactly the same thing. They'd feel that how are we going to justify the existence of another one? And you know what? Line the Witch in the Wardrobe, not perfect by any means, not even great. I think that movie, but it's fundamentally pretty sound. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's inoffensive. For the most yeah, part. so as as a fan of the book, I'd be a little concerned about someone looking at that movie and saying, "We've got to do something fundamentally different than that." You know, I would be concerned about where that would lead them. <laughs> right. I think that's why there's a good chance they go with Magician's Nephew because it would allow them to separate it, right? To stand apart, their own, own identity. Uh, and now, now let me, and again, if the Walden had not made Line with the Wardrobe. 17 years ago now, I don't think there's a chance Netflix would start off with Magician's Nephew. Sure, this would be a no no-brainer. Way. It would be mm-hmm. a no-brainer. They start off with Lionel with the Wardrobe. Um, but I think that they could expect, like, they'll make it, okay, if this is your first Narnia film you've ever seen, it'll work. Um, if it's your prequel moment type thing, like, it will make it so it ties in enough. Like, you know, the, like the wardrobe doesn't even exist yet. You just, you can do, it's kind of like, it starts to get built basically like in abstract at the very end of the story. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew that they'd probably be recasting the white witch anyway, if Walden had done it. So I think that they can, you know, I think they can cover a lot of those bases. I think they can set themselves apart without trying to prove themselves as, Oh, well we're doing something completely different than no one's ever thought of doing with lines and what's the wardrobe. And it's, you know, Edmund's eating pizza and stuff instead of <laughs> Turkish Delight. Hot they don't dogs. have to do anything crazy like that because the story would be different. Yeah. But it can still tie in enough aesthetically that people uh-huh. could just accept it. Right. But which two would it be? Really? And you were thinking that if, if they're going to start with two that are kind of linked together and like really, you know, that, that's kind of the foundation of our new cinematic universe. You, you were thinking Magician's Nephew and Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe in that order, which is the yes. one that. I think... And the villain would tie in the two, basically. Yeah. The, the White Witch and Aslan would be, you know, the, the basically the uh, bookends uh-huh. to tie those two together. And what do you think of that from a business perspective, Jim Fan? What if they, like, before Magician's Nephew is even out, there's already a trailer for Lion, the Witch, and the Orange? Like, we know this is like, it's being marketed, it's like a two-part thing, you know, um, where they're going to have those two released pretty, fairly close together, you know, with certainly within a year. And that's kind of how they market it. Yeah, I feel like there's a way where if you wanted very specifically to to make these a a duo a back to back you would find a way to make the style cohesive i think that's the biggest drawback to reading them in chronological order in is that the style is not cohesive so it's very jarring to go from one to the other i think there would be a way to adapt that so they could flow very well together and they could kind of borrow from each other um, so that way you could really kind of see, in a sense, like that story, that particular like arc of the story from start to finish in a way that makes sense. I could see that working. I don't know what it would say about like the story of Narnia as a whole, though, if you put mm-hmm. so much emphasis on those two together, because then it kind of makes everything else seem kind of pale in comparison because Narnia until the very end they really don't ever have anything quite so dramatic I feel like as opposed to the witch comes in and then she reigns and then she's defeated you know I guess I mean Prince Caspian it's you know they, they've been hiding in silver chair the prince is the prince is lost the heir yeah, to the throne but I don't know 
And I'm just okay. I'm just thinking off the fly. Yeah. I'm like, I don't I feel like you do that and then, you know, you I guess you could have a duo of Prince Caspian and Don Treader and or a trilogy with Silverchair 2, maybe. Yeah. The Caspian years. Regarding this rumor about Greta Gerwig uh being eyed by Netflix to direct two Narnia movies, at the time of this recording, not officially confirmed. Um, there's a lot even if that's true, there's still that raises a lot of questions. We don't know if the films would be consecutive. Maybe she's gonna direct the line to which the wardrobe and Voyage to the John Shredder eventually. You know, we don't know that they're going to form a duology. Is that the word? We don't know that those two films are necessarily going to form some kind of a duo. It could just be she's doing two movies. And she may not even not necessarily start with those two movies. So there's a lot we don't know. And maybe she's doing that at, at, the, at the same time someone else is doing a series. You know, maybe they do a Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe series. And then around the same time, Magician's Nephew prequels released or something like that. So there's a lot we don't know. The fact that they're talking about a director like Greta Gerwig doing films, that does lend to this is going to be films, Netflix films, not series. Because typically, like over a series, you'll have uh, like four or five directors. Yeah. Right. And they'll highlight the writer or the producer, but you'll uh-huh. have multiple directors over a series. Just right. And, one and director. Point. So it does kind of lend to this is going to be films, yeah. not uh, miniseries. Or is it, or is it Wardrobe, or as Harith, it's hard if I'm not saying your name wrong in the forum, as Harith suggested, uh, will it be a part one and part two? So could it be Wardrobe one, Wardrobe two? Hmm. <laughs> the Lion, the Witch, no, the Wardrobe, it could be a part three-parter, right? The Wardrobe, the Witch, and the Lion. <laughs> the Lion. <laughs> part one, the Wardrobe. <laughs> I love it. Okay. In terms of, I think Fantasia predicted it'd be Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, and Prince Caspian. Um, just kind of for practical reasons of, and in terms of story flow, you know, like you have, um, yeah, there is like with with your prediction really and nephew and wardrobe. Yeah, there is the white witch. Um, but usually if you're going to make two together, you would tend to have continuity of characters. Oh, I agree. As far as two together, it goes better. It goes better with wardrobe and Prince Caspian being, I agree. I guess a two set that makes more sense. I just yeah. have this feeling they're going to start with nephew magician. Right. Nephew. That now that'd be the total retread. That would be the like Fantasia Kitty said. That'd be kind of the biggest groan from Narnie Weber is of ah oh, these again. Um, are we ever going to get to the other books in the series? I also kind of think, you know, we we know that with Prince Caspian the movie, they really thought a lot about can we skip Prince Caspian? You know, just because it's not the most loved book in the series. And like, is there a way we can just skip and go right to the Void of the Dawn Treader, which is one of the more beloved in the series? And they just couldn't think of a good way to do that. And I kind of wonder, since Caspian very much underperformed at the box office, if Netflix will be more inclined to say, is there a way we can skip Prince Caspian? So maybe it's Wardrobe Dawn Treader, where there's elements of Caspian. After seeing how Dawn Treader turned out, I kind of wish they had. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been a different film. You give it the, uh, yeah, just give it the BBC treatment. It'll be... That's your way around it. BBC basically did skip Prince Caspian. Yeah. Here's a 40 minute Prince Caspian movie. <laughs> prologue. It's it, it's basically a prologue for Voyage of the Dawn Treader. Yeah. yeah. So basically the to me, the the four options I see being discussed in the forum are number one, wardrobe caspian. Number two, magician's nephew, wardrobe. And then is it a part one and a part two kind of pairing? And then the one I'm not seeing much, but just throwing it out there is Silver Chair Last Battle. If you wanted to basically do a continuation of the Walden movies, whether or not it's technically in the same continuity or not, you could essentially do a continuation of Silverchair Last Battle. And if those do well, then you can circle back and do the two outliers of Horses Boy and uh, and Magician's Nephew to cap it off. They're not going to do part one, part two. The reason is um, the whole 
business model of Netflix is you're watching it from your home. Yeah, they can release it simultaneously in theaters, but you know you, they're planning on you can just stop it at any time. You know, mm-hmm. you, or you can binge a show. They're not counting on the viewing time having the same restrictions like like in a theater. Mm-hmm. And if it were a long book like Dune, yeah, you could do like a two and a half hour, three hour part one, part two. You can always embellish. <laughs> yeah, I don't think see them going the Hobbit route. I just don't. <laughs> They could, they could butcher it, but and like, hey, let's make let's make Lion Wars the Wardrobe a five hour movie. <laughs> you now, know, Netflix has been going at least for their series has been moving away from the binge it all at once model, and now they're releasing new seasons of series in part one and part two because then you can't just sign up, watch it. And cancel your subscription right away. You have to have it for at least two or three months. Um, so that would be one reason why I could see them. If if it was a big enough thing where they thought they were going to get enough people signing up just to see whatever this Narnia film is that they're going to make, I could see there being a universe where they divide it up and do them like maybe three months apart for financial reasons. It's unlikely, but I could see it. Just give me what I want, Greta. That's all I ask. Okay? That's all I ask is give Just me everything I want. Just listen to the podcast and take copious notes, please. <laughs> Only these aren't that long. These aren't that long. We don't do these podcasts very often. It's a couple times a month. It's not that much of your time, please. And thank you. So we will see what happens in the comments below. Please tell us where do you think Netflix would be smart to start the series in terms of business and where completely selfishly would you rather see another line the Witch the Warrior? Would you rather see a book that hasn't been done before? Please let us know in the comments or in the forum or in the Facebook group. Narnie Web Community is alive and kicking. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Talking Beast, the Narnie Podcast. Visit narnieweb.com to join our community and stay up to date on the latest Narnia news. Please post a comment or question below or in the Talking Beast Facebook group. Special thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, especially our Knights of Narnie Web. Until next time, further up and further in. Mm-hmm.